job posts or create social media posts with uh, recruitment marketing or employer branding in mind, you are a talent marketer, no matter what your job title is. You are a communicator if you are responsible for internal communications or keeping your company employees regularly informed about HR processes and your company culture. As someone who uses written or spoken words to inform and impact your talent target audiences, sharpening your copywriting skills is an important development area these days. And I've said this before, no amount of marketing budget will succeed in getting your audiences to act on your telemarketing messages if your messaging fails. In this episode, we will focus on my favorite area of the entire talent branding, marketing and communications mix, copywriting. This is copywriting for HR. Welcome back to the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen and this podcast is for those who want to learn how to use branding, marketing and communications in the HR industry. to attract top talent or communicate better with your employees and team managers, there are some key things to keep in mind when writing for HR. First, it's important to remember that you're writing for a wide range of audiences, from job seekers to current employees. You need to be able to speak to everyone in a way that resonates. And that means using language that is both professional and approachable. Second, Keep your messaging clear and concise. When it comes to HR, there is a lot of information that needs to be communicated, but that doesn't mean you should try to cram everything into one piece of copy. Be clear and to the point and focus on the most important information. And finally, don't forget about the tone. When writing for HR, it's important to strike the right balance between formal and friendly. You want to come across as professional, knowledgeable, approachable, and easy to talk to. So let's dig on these three areas a bit deeper, shall we? Copywriting for HR and wide range of audiences. So who makes up our audiences in HR? I like to categorize our key audiences into the following four categories. So we have, of course, our current employees. Then we have our former employees, let's not forget about the former employees. There is some, well, not just some, but a lot of hidden potential when it comes to employer branding in your formal employees uh, segment category. So then, of course, we have our current job seekers, but not all of those are our ideal and relevant job seekers. So the fourth category is the ideal and relevant job seekers. However, these four categories need to be segmented as it's split into further subcategories because when we write for HR purposes, the more targeted our message is, the more persuasive it will be. So that's why we should subsegment the key HR audiences, for example, in the following manner. Let's start with the current employees. Uh, I like to subsegment the current employee segment into to, to new employees who have not been with us for a long time. 
they look at us in a different way. They are able to, for a little while, to have a perspective of a bit of an outsider. Uh, they don't know as much about us. They are uh, have fresh eyes, uh, fresh ears, and uh, they have a different attitude when it comes to receiving information. They're hungry to learn, hungry to impress, make a good impression. Then, of course, we have our longer term employees, those who've been with the company for, you know, more than a couple of years. Then we have team leaders and managers. They have different expectations and needs for the information that we share uh, from HR. Then, of course, the directors, temporary employees, such as trainees, part-timers and summer staff, we should not uh, forget about this segment because even though they are just kind of like popping over, they are an important important target audience for our uh, recruitment marketing, for our employer branding and for internal communications as well. Then, of course, young professionals as a separate subsegment, uh, people who are sort of early on in their career, they also have different needs, different expectations, different interests when it comes to what we communicate and how we communicate. And then the more senior professionals, the same thing with them. So it's not that that you necessarily need to communicate with each of them. I'll take that back. It is necessary that you communicate with each of them if your employee, current employee audience has, you know, obviously all of this, but uh, it's not necessarily to try to split into so many subsegments if that doesn't kind of come automatically or naturally, more, more like naturally. So what matters is that you consider the need and the knowledge base differences between your target segments and understand that that the sort of the... Uh, the term or the bigger, broader audience of current employees is actually a combination of many sub audiences that have different expectations and needs from the, uh, the from the communication and messages from HR. So then we have the former employees. I think they are ideal to be categorized between those whom you may want to consider returning one day and then the rest, for example. But I would say that the categorization of the former employees into subsegments, it's also a matter of what kind of goals you have for your alumni and then subcategorize, subsegment uh, former employees based on that. Then the uh, current job seekers. The, they should be segmented into potential future employees and those who are not considered ideal for the future either. And it, I think it's very important in terms of employee branding to consider what is the image that you guys leave about your organization with those who are not interesting for your business now or not in the long haul. Bad candidate experiences are the most common area where we ruin all the employee branding effort we've put in. You also want to segment your ideal future employees, which is your most important external employee branding target audience. So who who make up the the the, the audience in the future that your company really needs to employ? Very important to understand that that uh, that could be a different form, uh, different kind of audience, different kinds of people, different kinds of talents than the audience that you're currently recruiting. 
So when it comes to communicating and marketing to your target audiences, you want to understand their role as members of your audience and uh, what might be the natural topics and interests that you share that tie your organization with your target audience. That information is key to good copywriting for HR. Then the second point about clear and concise messaging. I don't think that I can emphasize the importance of clear and concise messaging enough. How we write, what we say, how we say can make us look attractive, appealing, smart, welcoming, or simply confusing and unappealing. So our communication style and tone in talent marketing messages can make us seem trustworthy, exciting, competent, fun, or boring. Based on my experiences, organizations don't pay enough attention to how they approach job seekers and employees with their communication. So the choice of words, the choice of tone. And our clients and customers expect a somewhat different style of communication than our employees and job seekers. So empathy is probably one of the most current expectations that get a lot of attention and, uh, and, and especially from the employee and job seeker, uh, job seeker audiences. But I have to say that nothing is more important in getting the intended message across than these three characteristics of a great communicator, author Donald Miller has summarized so well. And this is something that I really want you to write down. And if you're not in a place where you can write down anything at this moment, you know that you can go back to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast 129. And those are there. So I want you to record these for you on paper or wherever you take notes so that you can get come back to these. These are really, really important. So the first important characteristics characteristic of a great communicator is that great communicators are understood. They know how to articulate their ideas into a clear message. So it's not enough that you know in your head. Your audience needs to understand your point. And that is why you need to rehearse, why you need to practice, why you need to make sure that you are able to articulate those fine, good ideas into clear messages that people can understand. Number two, they are interesting. Great communicators are interesting. They have the skill to win the attention and captivate their audiences with their words, with their messages. Those ideas that they want you to understand, they are able to word them in ways that make those ideas interesting, that, they, that make them interesting as people to follow. And that's why they win the attention. That's why they're able to captivate their audience. That's why their audience is willing to pay attention, willing to come back, willing to listen what they have to say. And number three, great communicators inspire change. And this is important. When, we, when it comes to HR or business communication, you know, in, in all circumstances, we communicate because we want to inspire change. 
And this doesn't mean like a physical change. It can mean just that in the, in the mind of the recipient, they get your point and they are willing to change their mind or uh, change the order of prioritizing in their mind. The, the, your message inspires some kind of a change, a beginning of something new for these people. And a message that fails to inspire change is plain fluff. It means nothing to the recipient. It's noise. It's garbage for your eyes, your ears. So great communicators know how to create messages in ways that inspire that necessary change that impacts the person who receives it. Now, we can sp uh, spend a few minutes or we can spend hours creating those messages, but that time spent has no meaning unless our messages are received and get our audiences to literally stop on their feet and think about, what did this person just tell me? What does this message mean to me? That's what you want. That's why learning copywriting as an HR professional of any sort is very important to you uh, in terms of your professional sense of achievement, your personal development as a professional in HR, and your personal success. Clear and concise message is understood, is interesting, and inspires change in the minds and behavior of the recipient. I spoke about this topic in more detail in this podcast episode 82. If you want to dive a bit more deeper into this topic area, in that episode, I also share the key benefits of becoming a great communicator for talent marketing and what it takes to become one and excel copywriting for HR. So if you are on your podcast app right now, you can just scroll back after this episode to episode 82. Uh, save it, uh, listen to it immediately or listen to it later, or you can go to modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast82 to find it. That episode I uh, made a long time ago, so I didn't do transcripts of those episodes back then. So uh, to get the podcast information, you have to listen to the audio, audio but that actual blog post behind uh, modernemployerbrand.com slash podcast82 has additional information about this topic. So you kind of get a blog post and the audio version. So you get two for one. All right, let's transition to talking about the tone of voice when it comes to communicating and copywriting for HR. Now, as said, when writing for HR, it's really important to strike that right balance between formal, being formal and being friendly. So you want to come across as a professional, you want to come across as a knowledgeable, approachable and easy to talk to person and employer. You don't want to appear like talking uh, from a corporation to someone kind of like down there who you don't really care about that much as an employer. The worst, I think that's one of the features that I, I uh, have really enjoyed noticing disappearing, you know, kind of organization by organization is the talking behind the logo, being like a faceless employer. This is no longer what works. So you want to make sure that your tone of voice and, and your messages don't 
continue to appear like a corporation talking to someone down there, like a faceless corporation behind the logo. You really want to you really want to go for the human to human conversation. Great talent communication in 2023 and beyond is human to human conversation in that style, in that tone. And as I teach in my Magnetic Envoy Branding Method, you need to address your talent audiences as the heroes when your role is to position as their trustworthy, uh, competent, caring and inspiring mentor and ad advisor as an employer. And that is exactly what your audience expects from the tone of your employer brand and recruitment marketing messages and content. So keep that in mind. The times when it was okay for us employers to communicate our requirements and expectations for employees and job seekers, those are long gone. You need to show that in your tone of voice too. You have to have that kind of respect that you're not automatically assuming that everybody out there is interested in, in your organization and in your messages. You have to be respectful and considerate for the time and the attention that you are asking and hoping for the other person to give you. If you are a fun and uh, witty organization, your copywriting needs to ooze it too. If you are a conservative and traditional organization, exhale that in your copy text as well. In my opinion, in my experience, your HR tone of voice needs to replicate your company culture so that the experience of talking to the people in your organization will be the same as reading or hearing your telemarketing messages. And that is why your HR tone of voice is not the same as the tone of voice directed to your stakeholders, your investors, your clients, your customers. They don't really care about your company culture, but the people that you uh, want to hire and the people that you're currently employing, their experience is what your company culture is. You are making promises with your tone of voice, setting expectations. So make sure that those can be delivered with the actual experience uh, of, of being touched, being in connection with your company culture. So the worst mistake when copywriting for HR is trying to sound like something your organization is not. When you copyright as the HR professional, you must sound you. But when you ghostwrite for your organization, when it's not you as the HR professional talking, when you ghostwrite for the organization, keep the tone to the company's actual personality. So there's a difference. When it's you talking on LinkedIn, for example, be you. But when it's the organization talking, keep the tone to your company's actual personality, which is your company culture. That's why you should also stop copying the language your competition uses. Originality is what people look for. People are not looking for copycats or fakes. It's a different thing to become inspired by something or someone than imitating them, trying to be them, trying to sound like them. That's fake. The thing is that if your employer brand sounds like your competition, looks like your competition, and your audience falls in love with it, and it's not the reality, their ideal workplace is not your company. It's the competition. Okie dokie. 
I want to uh, give you a couple of rules of thumb when copywriting for HR. These are some specific rules that I always emphasize when copywriting for HR purposes. And these rules apply regardless of what you write. So you can write uh, job posts, blog posts, career stories, social media posts. You can write scripts for your Italian video marketing content or emails to your employees internally. So key rule number one, make sure your text, the copy text, make sure that your text delivers what your headline promises. Because I so much despise clickbait headlines for content that is not about the headline at all. You need to scroll until the very end to recognize anything remotely to do with what the headline promised. So that is cheating attention from your audience and it leads to not getting any attention in the future. So your headline needs to be the promise of what the text delivers. Key rule number two, start your copy text with the most important message of your entire content. So we don't have time to read until the very end or we may not even want to read any further if the beginning of your copy text doesn't hit the I'm interested button in our brains. Your most important message must always be at the beginning of your content to immediately let the audience know if they should give any more of their precious time into this content and possibly miss out on something that would have or could have been more valuable for them. Also, Putting the most important message at the beginning also serves you. Because if your audience isn't in the mood to concentrate on your entire content, at least they received your most important message, your key message. So key rule number three, choose and fit just one key message for one piece of content. Now, I know it's so tempting to cram more than just one message into the content, but you know what? That would be a mistake. So congratulate yourself that you have more to share and write about uh, and save, save those other messages to your second piece or third piece of content. So you get two or three for one. Key rule number four, make it about the audience, not about you, not about your need. So unless you use story as the key message, uh, always make it about the audience and their needs. Now, remember that the talent is the hero. So if you want your message to get understood, captivate your audience's attention and inspire them for change, it needs to be about them and what they need, not about what your company needs or what you need as a HR professional. Key rule number five, keep your language as simple and as concise as possible. Now, copywriters who use complicated language and terminology are actually lousy communicators. They're not impressing anybody. Their audience is likely to shy away very quickly and ignore their messages in the future because they were complicated and confusing. Took too much space, ate too much energy out of them. So don't be the copywriter and communicator who mistakenly believes that using complicated words makes your message somehow more appealing to digest or you sound and seem more professional. Because in fact, the exact opposite will happen. People exit from content like that and they never get to experience your skills and your competencies at all. They never get to receive your message because the fog of complexity was just too thick to get through. Keep these things in mind and you'll be on your way to writing great copy for HR. Alrighty, that's all for this week. 
come back uh, nextly, next, next week for more branding, marketing, and communications shoes to keep you going with employee branding, recruiting, and personal branding. Next week, I'm going to talk about copywriting headlines that get attention. So you should definitely come back. And if you forgot or if you don't know me, my name is Susanna Randanen and I teach branding, marketing and communications for the HR industry professionals who want to build a successful career and get the life you deserve. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy writing. Moi moi.